Thank you for tuning into episode 11, part 2 of a prior contradictory on the podcast, NC Modern Day Lynching. I'm your producer and narrator, Tina Smith. I thought that I was going to be able to cover specific facts of Lakeisha Carter's October the 14th, 1999 prior contradictory statement and the laws that prohibits its use to establish probable cause with grand juries and prohibits its use to establish proof beyond a reasonable doubt with the trial jury all in this episode alone. But looking over Lakeisha's statement shown in Exhibit 51 on ncmoderndaylynching.org, there's a lot of grounds I have to cover, especially since it's the reason why Sean Carter was wrongfully indicted and wrongfully convicted. I'm going to halfway do what Sean Carter's trial attorneys did not do at all. And that's dissect what prosecutor Benjamin David fraudulently alleged on court record was his only direct trustworthy evidence he had against Sean Carter, proving Sean was supposedly guilty of the Donna Brunson murder was Lakeisha Carter's October the 14th, 1999 statement. But first I need to remind you that Prosecutor Benjamin David argued to bias trial judge J.D. Hockenberry that when he decides if Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 statement is trustworthy and if it can be used as the truth against Sean, in which Ben David already knew the statement was a prior contradiction, that Judge Hockenberry cannot compare Lakeisha's statement to any facts of the Donna Brunson's murder, that Lakeisha's statement has to stand or fall on its own. The only reason Prosecutor Ben David made this argument is because Lakeisha's statement is inconsistent with facts and it's a prior contradictory. Prosecutor Ben David had the audacity to make his draconian argument citing I believe the US Supreme Court law in Idaho versus Wright 1990 while withholding Lakeisha's contradictory October the 19th 1999 statement shown in case 1 exhibit number 53 and exhibit 54 on nc In fact these two exhibits is smoking gun proof of corruption against prosecutors John Sherrill and Benjamin David and it's the main reason why Sean Carter's appellate attorneys have zealously for almost 20 years been covering up these prosecutors indisputable corruption that also proves Sean is in fact innocent. Of course these prosecutors and their colleagues, Attorney General Josh Stein, will now claim they only followed the law at the time. But the truth is, they manipulate the law by violating another U.S. Supreme Court law in Brady v. Maryland, 1963, when they withheld Lakeisha's October the 19th, 1999 contradictory statement from Sean. That proved 
her October the 14th, 1999 statement they was using with the grand jury and trial jury was untrustworthy prior contradictory statement. In order for Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 prior contradictory statement to be trustworthy, it has to be assumed to be the truth. Contradictions and inconsistencies cannot be assumed to be the truth. Therefore, Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 prior contradictory statement cannot by law and common sense be trustworthy. In the case of Ryan versus the state of Alaska, 1995, prosecutors argued roughly the same thing, that the trial judge cannot use inconsistencies outside of the statement they were using in the trial to determine if that statement is trustworthy and they too cited the U.S. Supreme Court law in Idaho versus Wright, 1990. The Alaska Appellate Court conveyed that prosecutors' claim was clever, but it did not coincide with both the law and common sense. That reasonable people would like to know and take into account the fact that the same person Remember, on comparing this to Lakeisha Carter, had made inconsistent statements on the occasion that the case law recognizes and employs this rule of common sense. Case 1, Exhibit Number 51 on ncmoderndaylynching.org is Lakeisha Carter's October 14, 1999 prior contradictory statement and even it was used the draconian scheme that prosecutor Ben David made in Sean's trial that Lakeisha's statement can't be compared to facts of the Donna Brunson's murder or any statements she made before October 14, 1999. Lakeisha's statement is still not trustworthy, and Sean's trial attorney, Richard Miller, who was appointed just 87 days before the start of the trial, was severely incompetent for not showing that the statement by itself was not trustworthy. Page 1 of Exhibit 51, Lakeisha first says Koala Timoni shot Brunson picked him up and put him back in the car and set the car on fire. Lead detective Blake Boyles knows that can't be true. So he leads Lakeisha to say, did they try to set the car on fire? And Lakeisha catches on and changes it to, they tried to set the car on fire. Lakeisha conveyed that Koala Team Rooney picked Brunson's body up by himself and put it back in Brunson's car. And Sean never got out of his car. In 1996, Kawada Timoney was 19 years old and he weighed no more than 160 to 170 pounds. There is no common sense way he picked up a grown man's body by himself and put it back in a car, even if Brunson was 150 pounds. Allegations like this by Lakeisha is what makes the entire October the 14th, 1999 statement not trustworthy. Since facts prove that this story can't be true because Brunson's body was found dozens of yards away from his car. Prosecutor Ben David reasons for conveying to the trial judge don't compare facts to Lakeisha's statement is obvious. What Lakeisha claimed can't be true. 
On page one of Exhibit 51, Lakeisha also said Sean did not describe the place they were or what kind of place. But then on page two, she says they went to the place in Castle Hane in the woods somewhere. In Sean's first trial, prosecutors, detectives, and Demetrio Dudo Green conveyed Lakeisha showed up to the district attorney's office where she'd never been before with Demetria Duda Green on her own free will, wanting to get Sean's supposedly confession off her chest. Detectives knew this was not true, and that's why you see on page one of Exhibit 1, detectives are staging what they conveyed at trial, was them informing Lakeisha of her marriage privilege to not being forced or threatened to give statements or testify against her spouse. That's why you read them saying to Lakeisha, I just want to reiterate to you. Make sure you understand that you are free to leave whenever you want. You, you don't have to stay here and talk to us if you don't want to. We are not going to arrest you. The same thing goes as far you know being married to Sean. I mean, you being here talking to us voluntarily uh, think about things that happened when you were married is totally voluntarily on your part. Detectives are not required to tell Lakeisha about her marriage privilege rights, in which Lakeisha nods or her silence is an adoptive admission of detective statements as being the truth, that she was there voluntarily, that she didn't have to talk to detectives, and that she wasn't going to be arrested. Adoptive admissions is the law under North Carolina Rules of Evidence 801 and under the common law in the state of North Carolina versus Sibley, November 21, 2000. When eyewitness waits a long time to report seeing a crime committed, the first question concerning that person's trustworthiness, any reasonable person would ask is, why are they, why are they reporting it now? Why not when it happened? It's even more important concerning trustworthiness is when you have a mentally ill hearsay witness with an opioid drug addiction like Akeisha waiting three years to be brought to the prosecutor's office by suspect in the same murder that Lake that Lakeisha alleged Sean Carter told her about. Nowhere in the video recorded statement or of October the fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine do you read the question, why are you waiting so long? Why is Demetria Duda Green with you? See Exhibit 51. So when Akeisha gave another statement five days later on October the 19th, 1999, why Demetria Duda Green was not present and Lakeisha conveyed Duda said she was going to be arrested if she didn't tell, made this statement a direct contradictory of her prior adoptive admission on October the 14th, 1999, that she voluntarily was giving her October the 14th, 1999 statement. Prosecutors knew that any reasonable person would weigh this contradiction of why Lakeisha Carter waited three years to allege she was told by Sean about the Donna Brunson murder. The reason this contradiction by Lakeisha is the smoking gun against the prosecutors 
proving their corruption is framing in framing Sean in the courthouse for the Brunson murder is because of case one exhibit 53 page 2254 and exhibit 54 shows and proves prosecutors knew of these October the 19th 1999 contradictory statement before Sean's October the 25th 1999 indictment in which they secured the indictment and built their case on a prior contradictory statement. Also, prosecutors hit the October the 19th, 1999 contradictory statement shown as Exhibit 53 from Sean in order to go into his trial and falsely convey Lakeisha's October the 14th, 1999 statement, which is their only direct evidence against Sean that is that it was trustworthy and there is nothing that contradicts it see case 1 exhibit 87 lines 19 through 24 and exhibit 88 lines 15 through 23 on nc moderndaylynching.org the oxford american dictionary definitions for contradictory conveys it means mutually opposed or inconsistent, containing elements that are inconsistent or in conflict. Inconsistent or in conflict. The definition for inconsistent conveys it means not staying the same throughout, have self-contradictory elements. We know for a fact that Lakeisha Carter did not show up to the district attorney's office on October the 14th 1999 voluntarily and on her own free will like prosecutors detectives and Dimitri Green perjury alleged at the shop at Sean's trial because Lakeisha conveys it on October the 19th 1999 and Demetri Duda Green 13 years later on Facebook confessed that was true while indirectly admitting to committing perjury against Sean in his trial. When Doodle said, you MF right, I tricked your effing wife and F that D-A-M-N right, I shot her A, a quick one. See case one, exhibit number 53, page 2254, exhibit 63, page 476, lines 9 through 14, page 477, lines 9 through 13, and exhibit 64 on ncmodemdaylynching.org. Of course, Demetria Duda Green and prosecutors were alleged Demetria was mad when she conveyed on Facebook that she framed Sean and committed perjury, or they might allege someone else sent that message, or a hacker did it. But when we apply common sense, that too can't be true because Demetria, because Demetria's trial testimony by itself shows she was lying. And on top of that, Lakeisha on October the 19th, 1999 had already conveyed Demetria Duda Green said Lakeisha was going to be arrested. The reason why this particular contradiction is so important to prove Sean's innocent is because North Carolina Supreme Court in 1989 in the state versus Daryl Hunt conveyed in no aspect of the law 
of evidence can a contradictory statement be used as evidence of the truth. Prosecutors knew this well-established basic concept of the law when they went to a grand jury and illegally and fraudulently used Lakeisha's prior contradictions as probable cause to indict Sean Carter for the murder of Donna Brunson. Then seven months later, in Sean's trial, prosecutors used the same prior contradictions as evidence of the truth to build a bogus case upon. On page 2 of Exhibit 51, Lakeisha turns around and contradicts herself and says, Quality money set the car on fire. This time, FBI agent Paul Cox tried to leak Lakeisha and says, Where were there any problems with setting the car on fire? Lakeisha doesn't catch on and responds, Yes. He just had he just said he set it on fire. To be clear, Donald Brunson's car was never set on fire. There was a burnt spot on the floorboard mat about twelve inches in diameter, and detectives collected ashes possibly from burnt paper. Detectives need Lakeisha to say they tried to set the car on fire to coincide with the fact that the car wasn't set on fire. Right after Lakeisha's contradictions on page two, right after Lakeisha's contradictions on page two, Detective Thomas Wachowski asked Lakeisha a question he know either answer she gave would be a lie. And that was, did they put him back in the trunk or did they put him inside the car? On page one, Lakeisha already said after quality money shot Mr. Brunson, he picked him up and put him back in the car and set the car on fire. The amount of blood from Mr. Brunson being shot about three times is conclusive proof Miss Brunson was not put back in the car after being shot. And since there was not enough blood in the trunk of Mr. Brunson's car to support that, Mr. Brunson was put back in the trunk of his car after being shot three times. That answer would be false also. Besides, the evidence showed Mr. Brunson was found dozens of yards from his car. Lakeisha's answer was, I think they put him back in the trunk. Lakeisha didn't say, I think Sean said. And Lakeisha already claimed Sean said, he, Sean, didn't get out of his car. So who are they? Not only is Lakeisha contradicting herself, but her claims are inconsistent with facts. Please tune in to episode 12, part 3 of A Prior Contradictory on the podcast, NC, Modern Day Lynching. Thank you.